Revelation 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, episode 14 here, and I am your host, Travis. If you were to guess, what is the most famous story in the Bible? Uh, now, Jesus is probably the most recognizable figure in the Bible, but if you were to think about the different stories in the Bible, like um, Noah's Ark and Daniel in the lion's den, uh, Moses in Egypt, uh, excluding the birth of Jesus, which is around every Christmas and every story that they do around Christmas, which story do you think would be probably the most popular or most well-known among non-Christians? I would arguably say that David and Goliath is probably the most well-known. Uh, it was a story that I heard of and knew of before I became a Christian. Uh, and then, of course, there were some of the other stories like Moses and stuff because there was the cartoon that I seen as a kid, so I knew of Moses in Egypt. But David and Goliath appeared in a lot of different TV shows and other cartoons. They try to have little scenes of David and Goliath. So I think it was probably one of the most well-known or most popular stories I heard uh, from the Bible without knowing the Bible as a non-Christian beforehand. I think because most people kind of relate to the the underdog, uh, you know, beating the champion. Um, you know, it's kind of a, we all, or a lot of us, feel like we're underdogs in life. You know, we're not the best, we're not the fastest, we're not the strongest, we're not the smartest. So there's always someone bigger and stronger and better and faster. And so we are kind of an underdog compared to some people when we match ourselves to others. We're, we're never usually the best in all any of these categories. So let's go ahead and read the account in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shaco, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Shaka and Zekah in Ephesdemim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and, he, uh, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass, greaves of brass upon his leg, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of the spear was like a weaver's beam, and the spear's head weighed six hundred shekel of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel, and he said to them, Why are you come out to set uh, your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine, and ye servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you to let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and kill me, then I will be your servants. If I, but if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be the servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the enemies of Israel this day. Give me a man that me, we, we may fight together. When Saul and all the Israel heard the words of the, of the Philistines, they were in dismay and greatly afraid. So what we see here is that there's a standoff between the Philistines and the Israelites. And they're coming together uh, in, in, in a, just kind of a face-off on two, two sides looking at each other. And there's a champion coming out. And the champion is Goliath. Goliath is the giant. The giant, he's a big, big man. And he's well-equipped for war. And the Israelites are fearful because they're looking at this giant. And none of them match up to him. None of them 
can stand up to his statute, to his possible ability to, uh, none of them think that they they have the ability to defeat Goliath because he's so giant, so big, so strong. And uh, so that's where they are all sitting in fear. All of Israel's uh, soldiers are in fear at this time. So David has his, uh, three of his oldest brothers are out there on on the battlefield with, with, with King Saul and the Israelites. And David comes up to, to give some food and stuff. And he overhears some people speaking. So we'll pick that up in verse 25. And the minute Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up surely to defy Israel? He has come up and he shall be that the man who killed him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men and stood by him and saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth the Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left a few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down, and thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him towards another, and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, that rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, Thy servant keep his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a, a lamb out of the flock. And when I went after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and I slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be one of, as one of them, seeing he has defied the ar armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that has delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. So now David comes, and he hears what's going on. He, he hears about... Uh, he hears Goliath is out there taunting the people and everyone's sore afraid and that there's a great reward to give to whoever would defeat Goliath, whoever would go out and uh, conquer him. So there's a prize to be given, a reward for those who would defeat him. And David's saying, is there not a cause to do this? Is there not a cause to go out and fight? And so he goes to King Saul and says, hey, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go fight. And uh, first, King Saul's like, you're just a, a youth. You're in, he, he's been fighting since his youth. He's a giant, and, and when he was young, he was a warrior, and now he's a, a man, and he's great and giant. And you, you're not a warrior. How can you do this? And David says, look, you don't know. I, I, I've had a, a, a lion come after me and take my, take my sheep from me, take a lamb from my fold. And I came after that lion, and I took it down, and I took that sheep out of its mouth. He says, and then also a bear came, and a bear tried to take it, and I took that bear because the Lord was with me, and I took the lion, and I took the I took the bear down, and this giant is just going to be another story that I'm going to take down. It's just another obstacle, another thing that's in the way that I'm going to have to bring down. And let's be honest here: how many of us had to go face a lion? How many of us had to go face a bear? How many of us had to go face 
a giant warrior in the middle of a, a battlefield. Uh, most of us have not. I mean, I would I would say very few, if if any of the listeners have had to deal with one of these three things. So it seems kind of unrelatable in the in the physical sense. But then when you understand what these obstacles are, these are these giants, if you will, uh, these obstacles, these these uh, things that come against us. We actually do have these obstacles and giants. They're just not in the same form, the same manner. And so your giant, your obstacle, the thing that you're facing, it, it may be financial hardship. It may be a relational hardship. It may be a, a loss in the family. It may be a, a loss of a, of a job. It might be a, a situation of, a, of, a, of overcoming a relationship against someone who was a friend or family or a loved one, a situation, it may be uh, losing your house, it may be, there's a lot of different things a giant can be, it could be, you know, things that maybe it just seemed like not a giant, but maybe it's just a, it's a bear, maybe you need a vehicle, maybe you need a car, maybe you need transportation for your job, maybe it's not a bear, maybe, maybe it's a lion, you know, maybe it's something that, um, maybe it's something that seems uncontrollable or out of your reach that, you would never try to catch or, or go after because it's just impossible. Maybe it just it's it's your lion, it's your bear, it's your giant, and there's things that come in our life that we have to face. And uh, so yes, the the he's physically fighting these things, but uh, we actually have it in other manners and other other situations. We have lions, bears, and giants, and so we have to uh, see that we're facing giants in the same way. And how did David come against these things? How did he fight these things? He fought him with the Lord on his side. See, King Saul tried to give David a, a sword and a shield and armor to go against Goliath because he thought, well, you need protection. You're in a battle, so you need this physical protection to go fight this physical fight. But David knew something that Saul didn't, that he needed. He just needed the Lord on his side. He needed God on his side. And when he came up to Goliath to fight him, back in 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting at verse 41. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And when the men that bare his shield went before him, and when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, and he was but a youth, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that you cometh with me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls in the air, and to the beast of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou cometh to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and I will take thine head from thee. And I will give thy carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air. And to the wild beasts of the earth, and to all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all the assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So you can see David's telling Goliath. Goliath is, is upset that, that David would even appear before him. Goliath is ready to fight a champion. Goliath is ready to fight someone who's... Uh, ready for war he wants to to have a, a battle a one-on-one -on -one battle and he wants to show his strength and he wants to show his ability and he wants to show that he can overcome any man and he wants to do it all with his power 
And then stands before him a youth, a young man who looks like he's not ready for battle. A young man who doesn't even have a sword or a shield, who has a sling with, with uh, some stones with him. And it's insulting that, the, that uh, Goliath sees him and he thinks this is insulting. Why would you send this child towards me when I am a great champion, a great warrior? And David points out, he says, look, you're coming at me with a sword and a spear and a shield. And then... He goes on to say, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou has defied. And so you see, look, uh, David knew something that Goliath didn't know. Goliath was coming in his own strength and his own ability, and, and he was coming to, to show off. And David says, I'm not coming in my own strength. I'm not coming in my own ability. You're coming me with swords and spears and, and a shield and i'm coming to you in the name of the lord i'm coming to you with the authority of god the the lord of hosts the one who created everything the god of israel you're defying his name you're you're speaking against him and i'm coming against you in his name it's almost as david has read his bible and he was reading the new testament and in second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 says for that we walk in flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing in captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And in the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And so, yes, he probably, he didn't have a Bible, he didn't have the New Testament, he, he didn't read those uh, things, but it's the same thought that, look, he understood what the Bible's telling us. He understood that my battle is not against flesh and blood. My battle is not a, a, a physical, carnal battle. My battle is a spiritual battle, that he came against God, and I am coming uh, against him in the name of the Lord. And so David understood that. He didn't need a physical uh, ability. He didn't need to do it in his own strength. He could do it in God's strength because it was God's battle, not his. So we need to see it just like David seen it, uh, just like in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? So if God is with us, then what kind of giant, what kind of bear, what kind of lion can come against God. God is the ultimate power, the ultimate authority. And so if we stand with God and we're on the side of God, if God's on our side, then how can we fail? He's if we stand on the side of God. Now that takes actual effort to stand on the side of God. You can't stand on the side of the enemy and then want God to help you fight battles over there. You have to stand on the side of God. You have to stand with God. You have to stand for the things of God. You have to love the things God loves, and you have to hate the things God hates. You have to be in like mind and fellowship with God. You have to accept his ways and his, his decrees and his commandments, and you have to follow what he wants, and then you're on the side of the Lord. If you're following his ways and if you're in his will, then he will fight the battles for you. He will come against your enemies. Nothing can prosper when it comes against you because you're on the side of the Lord and you're standing with the Lord so make yourself not an enemy of the Lord otherwise you will not uh, you will not succeed when your enemies come against you you will fall but if you're on the side of the Lord when the enemies come they're the ones who will fall they're the ones who will not prosper they're the ones who uh, will be just like Goliath and, and, and be fallen down and be defeated and, and not win in their wars against you and so we we can see that 
whatever our giant is, you know, whether it's financial hardships, whether it's addictions, whether it's sins we're trying to overcome, whether it's mindsets, whether it's strongholds, whether it's belief systems, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe maybe a giant is trying to get salvation for a loved one, a family member, and you think it's a giant, it's something in the way that you can't help, it's a it's a business that that's not going the way it should, a relationship that's having issues. There's there's a lot of things that a giant can be, but we do the same thing as David did. We come to it in the name of the Lord. Whatever it is and whatever power it thinks it has, whatever the situation is, whatever the person has, whatever demonic forces are behind it, it is not as strong as the Lord. So you come against it in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you come against it, and it doesn't stand a chance. You know... There's something I pray very, very often, uh, almost daily, I would say, especially if I'm going out to do something work-wise or somewhere else, and I'm leaving the house especially. I pray uh, something very specific. I pray um, that Jesus, if there's any giants in my path today, Lord, that you slay them. Uh, and I also add a few things to that, not just the giants. I say, Lord, if there's any walls that are, are on my day, Lord, may you break these down. I say, Lord, if there's any seas, Lord, in my path today, Lord, may you part the seas. And I say, Lord, if there's any mountains uh, in my way today, may you move these mountains. And so giants can be issues in your life. Giants can be things that come against you, and they can be uh, slain in the name of Jesus. And walls can be things that block you from moving, uh, maybe blocking you from getting somewhere you need to go, just like a sea could. You know, maybe there's a path that's that's covered that God needs to open new paths so that you can get through the sea. And a mountain could be anything that's that that's just overweighting and bearing in your life, something that you don't know how to work out and you can't work it out by yourself, that you need God to move the mountain. So you need faith and you need action. You need to trust that the Lord can can help you move mountains, the, that the, the Lord can break down the walls, that the Lord can part the seas, that the Lord can slay the giants in, in, in the path, you know. And uh, it requires walking with the Lord to do these things, but having faith that he'll be there in when these things arise. When your day goes and the giant pops up, you say, I know God's with me. I have faith. I believe that in Jesus' name, this this will this will be taken care of. You know, when those walls and those seas, when those paths, when those doors, when those things that that block your the way you wanted to go or the way you thought you should go, in Jesus' name, things can change. Things directions can change. Uh, opportunities can open. You know, when there's a mountain in the way, when those things happen, that uh, you just you just need a miracle. It doesn't look possible for any action for you to do anything. There's no way. Not just something that's hard like a giant that if you trained enough or, or fought enough or did whatever, you might be able to defeat it. But a mountain, you can't move the mountain. It's impossible to move the mountain by yourself. You need a miracle in that situation. You need that cancer to go away. You need that that um that's that sickness to be healed you need that relationship to be healed you need that situation to be changed you need a mighty miracle you need the hand of god on that situation and so you need him to move the mountain and so i like to pray that all the time i pray uh constantly and probably one of my number one prayers uh is is for that you know lord go forth slay the giants break the walls down part the seas Move the mountains in Jesus' name, you know. Go ahead of me. Stand beside me. Stay behind me. Uh, be all around me. Be with me today as I go forth, as I, as I pursue my day. Be with me in Jesus' name. Just as David trusted in the Lord when he had faced the giant. 
Verse 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. And David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the, st the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face in the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and he slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and he drew it out of the sheaf thereof and he slew him and cut off his head thereof. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and uh, pursued the Philistines until they come to the valley and the gates of Ekron. And the, the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Sharam, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. So David defeated Goliath by having the Lord on his side, by uh, not having his, he didn't have to do it in his own strength and his own ability. Um, matter of fact, in his own strength and, and ability, it was impossible probably to defeat Goliath. It was only because God was with him. And so if we're on the side of God and we work with God and we have giants in our life, if we have situations in our life, then we need to, one, be on the side of God. Two, we need to have faith and believing that the Lord is able to slay the giant. Uh, it says in the book of James, chapter 1, starting at verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So have faith. Believe that God is able to slay your giants. And he, if you're on the side of the Lord, you're on the winning side. Now, a lot of people try to talk down about God or mock God or think they can defy God in some kind of way. Um, but he can't be mocked. He can't be uh, defied. There, there is a price to be paid for coming against the Lord. Um, and people think they're wise. They're wise in their own eyes, which is uh, very foolish to, to think that you can come against God and uh, prevail, that you can come against the living God and think that you will win the battle. Uh, the thing is, he, he's slow to anger and he wants everyone to be able to repent. So he doesn't always come against the people right away when people do things against him. Romans chapter 5 uh, verse 8 says it this way. But God commanded his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So whatever giant standing before you today, whatever mountain is on the horizon, whatever sea is in your path or walls that have been built up, let us have faith that God is more than able 
to uh, overcome these situations. He's more than able to move your mountain. He's more than able to slay that giant in the path. He's more than able to make new ways, to move seas and part seas and to break walls down. That he's more than able to take care of all the things you need. So hopefully that can bring you some encouragement, increase your faith for what is standing before you. So I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast there. And I'm going to pray for you guys like I always do. So pray with me if you don't mind. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for your ability to overcome anything, any obstacle that's in our way, whatever it may be, whether it's a giant or a mountain, a sea or walls or any other things that may try to stand before us, whether it's physical or spiritual. Lord, if it's anything that a human tries to put in our way or any type of spirit, any demonic spirit tries to put in our way, we know that you have power over it, that you are stronger than it, that, that in your name we can come against it, that we come against whatever sword or shield or, or powers that be in the name of Jesus, we come in the name of the Lord, that we can come against it. Uh, Lord, I pray for anyone who's, who's struggling, Lord, with uh, any type of, of giants of the sin or addictions, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we, we, we want to slay that right now in the name of Jesus, that you come against it, Lord, that you conquer it not just knock it down lord but you cut its head off and you finish it lord that you put that thing out of their life lord any type of miracles that are needed lord any type of diseases or sickness lord or relationships that need to be healed lord i pray lord that you move that mountain now lord that you make that possibility lord that you bring that healing lord that you touch that body lord that you touch that marriage lord that you touch that that uh, father and daughter relationship that mother and son relationship lord that parent and, and child relationship lord that you bring healing over it lord that you bring forgiveness in their life lord lord that you touch those those relationships lord lord that you do the impossible lord that that those things which we cannot do with ourselves, lord that we are not able to do in our own strength which is very little lord but that you take in the gap lord that we step in in the right direction with faith lord and we ask you to take the, the the stone lord we ask you that that it leads towards the giant lord we lift our staff and we ask that that sea be parted lord lord we we blow our trumpets and we ask that these walls fall down lord we increase our faith and we ask that the mountains be moved lord lord whatever the situation be lord we're trusting that your name is powerful your name is mighty and it can do all things and no matter what comes against us no matter what weapon is formed against us no matter what powers that try to come against us we know that when we come in the name of jesus that it is stronger than everything else that is out there everything physically and spiritual any demonic force has to bow down in the name of jesus we know lord that anything that tries to come against us we can come against in the name of jesus lord lord help us lord help us to stand with you help us to be on your side increase our ability to to be in right standing with you help us lord to love the things you love and hate the things you hate Help us, Lord, to see things the way you see them, Lord. Help us to be on your side in on, on every battle of our life, Lord. Lord, may you go out and do the work, Lord. May you increase our faith, Lord. Lord, may you help us, Lord, uh, with doing that part which we can do, Lord. And then you do that part which you are able to do, which is all things, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your hand being on our lives, Lord. May your will be done, Lord. May you help us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you all.